Thanks for joining us today at City Life. We believe today's message will empower you and point you towards Jesus. But remember that church is so much more than a message you listen to. It's a living, breathing community that we invite you to be a part of. We hope to see you on a Sunday morning at City Life, in person or online. Well, hello. If I haven't met you yet, my name is JD, uh, part of the pastoral team, and I'm just excited to continue our series, Do You Hear What I... Do you hear what I hear? Oh, well. Don't, don't you, do, you... You can't... You can't hear that and not do that. You probably do it better than me, but... It's not a Christmas series. It's actually about learning to hear God's voice. Who would like to hear God's voice in their life? Whether you do or you're like, I don't even know if that's a real thing. I think we would like that if that was a legit thing. For myself, hearing God's voice has shaped my whole life. Uh, and I, just, I was just thinking of examples just through the years. Being 18 down visiting my dad, going to his church, been a Christian my whole life, kind of not really living it, and, and the Holy Spirit just, just poking me right in the moment, and all of a sudden, just like, I remember like not being able to walk into the building, just start crying, go have a conversation with my dad, uh, and just like, what is happening to me? And it's like, God is getting a hold of you, and I remember God telling me, it's like, quit living on autopilot. I, I still can remember that exact phrase just in my head, and Holding on to that. Uh, I remember my first week in Bible college, you know, ready to learn. The first thing God tells me, fix your relationship with your sister. Doesn't have anything to do with what we're talking about in class, but okay. God was pushing me for that. I remember having supper with Dennis Porter, talking about girls. One day I'm going to get married. It's going to be great. And he's just like, <laughs> he's like, you know, you talk more about your future wife than you do about Jesus. And I was just like, oh, good. God, that was you through him for me. A little wake-up call. Uh, I remember late-night prayer times with buddies uh, where, you know, well, while other guys my age might be out getting smashed, I was having late-night prayer times with my friends, praying off stuff from our past and from families, uh, God revealing things there. I remember waking up at 1 a.m., waking my wife up to confess a sin because God wouldn't let it go. Sometimes hearing from God is not always fun, but it's important. Uh, yep. I remember tough conversations with people I love because God was just like, you got to talk to them. You got to call them on this or you got to whatever. Those are never fun. And I remember sending encouraging texts to people that would pop into my head because I knew it was more than just random. I was like, I just feel like I need to say this. And then they would tell me that was exactly what I needed that day. I believe we can hear God's voice and I have seen it my whole life. Now, what do all these things have in common? Well, I recognize God's voice because I practiced listening. I fumbled and stumbled my way through just trying to figure out, like, how do I hear God? Is this God? Am I, am I hearing this right? Am I reading this right? How do I know? It was, a, it was a process. And I also just realized even learning to recognize when God was talking through a person or, or a random thought in my head or whatever that might look like, and creating opportunities. I don't know if you've ever done this. Creating opportunities where you had, where God had to show up and you had to hear from him. There was one time I was working at the airport doing baggage handling, and uh, there was a, a guy I worked with, just hardcore atheist, like really liked to rib me on this. And uh, I was like, you know what? I am confident God speaks to us. He's like, you are full of crap. I was like, no, this is, here's what I'll do. And in the moment, I was like, oh, shoot, this is happening. I'm like, you give me one week 
I'm going to pray for you for one week. I'm going to ask God to give me a word for you. And I'm going to come back in a week and I'm going to tell you what it is. He's like, okay. And I walked away and I was like, what did I just do? Oh, okay. Okay, God, now you got to show up. So <laughs> I, I prayed, I fasted, I read my Bible all week. And I came back and I, I read him this thing that I had written out. And there was stuff in there that was just like, oh, stuff about his parents or whatever. I'm like, I don't know anything about his past, but I feel like I should say it. So I said it. And to be honest, I don't know. He never really said how that impacted him. But I just remember believing, okay, I'm hearing God. I'm putting myself in a place where I need to hear God, not just for me, but for other people as well. Hearing God is so important. And uh, oh, God speaks to us in a lot of ways. But today I want to focus on one way in particular. The Bible. Hearing God in the Bible. I believe with all my heart that God's word, the Bible, is holy, true, just like Jesse said, infallible. I believe it is perfect truth. I believe it is written through people, spirit-led to be exactly God's word for us. In fact, in Second uh, Timothy 3, 16 to 17, there's going to be a lot of, my, my son is doing all the slides today. Good job, Micah. And he was just like, dad, you have so many verses today. I was like, well, I'm preaching on the Bible. I probably should use it. Uh, <laughs> all of scripture is God-breathed. In its inspired voice, we hear useful teaching, rebuke, correction, instruction, and training for a life that is right, so that God's people may be up to the task ahead and have all they need to accomplish every good work. All scripture is God-breathed. It is an inspired voice that we can hear. We can hear through the word of God. If you're like, I've never heard God's voice, you can hear God's voice speak to you through his word. I am confident in that. I am confident in that. And God has, I believe God has spoken in this book in a way that is, it's difficult, it's historic, it's beautiful, it's unique. Uh, it helps ground our understanding uh, and help us all get on the same page. Literally millions of believers throughout centuries, this brings us together. And it is so important in a season and a culture where nothing really seems trustworthy, we need truth. We need truth. We need to hear from the only reliable source, the Bible, that points us towards the way of life and, and truth and everything we need, and that is Jesus. Now, shoot, sorry. Um, 202, I don't know this. Hello? Hi, who's this? 2021? Hello? Oh, okay. Um, why are you calling me? That's kind of in the middle of something here, but, uh, oh, what? I can't say Jesus is the truth? Everyone's own truth is their personal truth? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you, oh, you say that, that you're working hard to make sure there is no definitive truth? Sorry, I'm almost done. Okay. Uh, well, thank you for your opinion, but uh, I don't care. <laughs> No, sorry. No, I really don't care what you have to say. Uh, you know, you, okay, you, you don't need to yell at me. You yell all the time. You're so angry. You're so loud. <laughs> Calm down, man. This is a little ridiculous, but you know what? Fine. If you're going to be loud, you've just forced me to choose as a Christian to stand my ground or walk away. And you know what? Thanks to you, actually, I'll, I'll actually say thank you, dude, because, uh, because of you, you helped me spiritually grow a pair. So I'm going to stand my ground, and we're going to do this. Thanks. We'll talk later. Bye. Okay. Sorry about that. That was so embarrassing. Get a call during a message. What's happening? 
Anyways, where was I? Um, when COVID hit, uh, obviously, we couldn't meet in certain groups and stuff like that. And it was like, well, I really like small groups. I like doing stuff. And so I started something new with some guys. We started a group Bible with the guys. And uh, we would listen to an audio devotional. We would read a chapter of the Bible. And then we would all comment. We would, we would share our thoughts and stuff like that. And as of today, this is, this is the great thing. I love the consistency in this. As of today, uh, we have been doing this for 596 days straight. So... I've never read my Bible that consistently my whole life. And it has been so empowering. And I really love seeing how God's word, uh, word speaks to others. And if any men want to join, you can talk to me after. But uh, some of the guys gave me permission. I want to share some of their answers, uh, how God has spoken to them through the Bible. So, Micah, my wonderful son, you want to put up the first one? Uh, here we go. Um, so some verses and what it meant to them. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. That is why it said, wake up sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you, Ephesians 5. These verses are some of the first places in the Bible where God spoke to me. He made these words come alive at a time in my life where I was running in the other direction, and he woke me up from my life of being dead to become alive in his reality. So good. Next one. Uh, I can't pick just one verse that strengthened me over the last 22 odd months as there were so many that helped break through the darkness I felt I was lost in. This is one of many that I had written down. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. Isaiah 43. I found strength and bravery against the lies holding me in darkness, knowing God was always beside me. He would keep me afloat when I felt like I was drowning in my own tears. God's peace would calm me down when I felt the flames of anger and jealousy tear through me. Even though I was in despair and closing out the world, God never once left my side. He knew that I needed him to get through my pain. Next one. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41. I'll never forget the peace that came over me when I read and understood that verse. Since then, I have come to know this is a very popular and very well-used verse, but it's my go-to. Next. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ forgave you, Ephesians 4. It's been weighing on me so much throughout the COVID years, so much division, so much anger and hate. Now more than ever, I think we as Christians need to be the light in a society that gets darker by the day, to love others, especially people we disagree with or have harsh feelings towards. One more. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord, For Samuel 3. I believe the number one way we hear God's voice is firstly through his word. Now, I also think God can speak directly to our hearts without our knowledge of certain scriptures. But when we have a steady flow of his written word, two things happen. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, that he might sanctify and cleanse her, hers, the church, with the washing of water by the word. Number one, faith comes. Number two, the word provides a bath to our thought life. I think this enhances our ability to hear God's voice hear God's voice. We can hear God's voice through the Bible. Thank you, men, for sharing that. We are called to live by faith. Faith comes by hearing God. Hearing God comes through his word. Why is that important? It's so that God can sanctify, in other words, just purify or cleanse us. So, the tension with that is, is maybe you've thought, man, I have read some of those verses, and I never got any of that out of the Bible. Or I've never really had a verse jump out at me, or I'm not even sure I believe in the Bible. Well, that's totally fair, because no matter what happens, we, seriously, sorry, 
Hello? 20, yes, 2021, yes, hello. Well, I can't say that. Why? I can't say I trust the Bible. Why not? Oh, it's a man-made manipulative tool, is it? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. You know what? I don't really have time to debate with you right now about the merits and the authenticity of the Bible. I can prove it to you. Now's not really the time. Maybe we can uh, hang out sometime. We can talk about it. Let's just, I need to, I need to talk. Okay, bye. Okay, sorry. Now, I do want to acknowledge the hang-ups that we may have about the Bible and move past them. I want to equip us to better hear from God, and if that's what you want today, then buckle up, buttercup. Here we go. All right, first thing I want to share is this. The Bible is the measure of all God's speech to you. The Bible is the measure of all God's speech to you. God speaks in a lot of ways, but it can all be filtered through this. It really can. God will never tell you to do something that the Bible says is wrong. Like, think about that. Bible clearly says, do not steal. So you can be pretty confident that you do not need to become a bank robber. That is not God's intended plan for your life. You can hear God through what he's already said. Now, I do find it kind of interesting, though, that in our current day and age, don't you feel like bank robbers? It's like, did you ever think in, there'd be a point in history where you're like, I got to go in the bank. Masks on, everybody. <laughs> but don't be a bank robber. <laughs> you can hear God through what he's already said. He is talking to us, and we can know things without going, I wonder, God, what you want. Actually, there's a lot he's made pretty clear. There's so many things Christians never have to even wonder about because God has already said what they are. And so uh, in Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp for my steps. It lights the path before me. We, this is really important, I think, is that we, we are meant to use Scripture to study our path. We don't use our path, whatever we want, to study Scripture. Don't use your path to figure out what Scripture means to you. Start with Scripture to figure out what your path in life is. That's what we need more than anything else. And, oh, seriously. Hello. Dude. What? Okay, yes, I know that you prefer... The verse, oh, yes, okay. You prefer to find verses that back up your agenda? I know you do. I know you like to do things out of context. Yes, I understand that's even a trending thing right now. Yes, yes, okay, that's true, that's true. I know that helps you feel better about what you believe or about yourself or others or the situation you're living in. I know that makes you feel better if you take it out of context, but, uh, well, okay, well, I'm just saying then you're probably not gonna like what I have to say next. Okay, bye. Okay, <laughs> anyways, the next point is this. The Bible is the authoritative lens through which we are meant to view the world. For example, is God loving? I don't know what you would say to that, but is God loving? If you think God hates you, you can read John 3.16, and you can come to the conclusion, I think God is telling me he loves me. Well, what is love? When God says love, and what, what, what you might say is love, that chances are that might not be the exact same thing. It, oh. Oh, I got a text message this time. He's not calling. Uh, love is love. Uh, well, actually, I believe God is love. I, I get what you're trying to say, but I like to start from the place that God is love and believe that uh, out of the Bible, that is the best lens, the best starting place to figure out things like how I'll view the world, how I'll view love, what love is, stuff like that. I'm going to start from there. Oh, another one. Christians have used the scriptures to hurt a lot of people. Well, that's actually, that's a good point. Uh, that is actually fair. I do actually agree with that. I do think the Bible can be misused. The Bible can be used as a weapon improperly. 
we've done it. Sorry, world. We have. It has been used wrong. But when used right, when interpreted right, all of those things, I don't believe that the word of God can cause damage. It can cause conviction and stuff like that. But the actual infallible word of God, no. We mess it up sometimes. But it is powerful. I mean, come on. The devil used scripture on Jesus. And Jesus didn't cower and defend himself. He just clarified using the Bible. He's like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing there, but actually this is what God says through his word. So how do you view God? Well, if you believe God is holy and just and loving, then you know what? Even the hardest parts of this book, if you start from that filter, you'll be able to come to understanding. It's like, ooh, but God swallowed up like 20,000 people in an earthquake, or Jesus called that woman a dog eating the scraps from, like, what is happening? That's not loving. That's, that's not loving. Well, if you start from a place of, I'm, I want to understand God is love, then he can reveal himself to me through that. Now, it is admittedly hard uh, to understand what the Bible says and means. We will take our whole lives to do it. We are all called to be theologians, which is just understanding the Bible, uh, studying the Bible. But the point isn't to know the Bible. A.W. Tozer says, the devil is a better theologian than any of us and is a devil still. <laughs> Knowing the Bible and allowing the Bible to transform you are two very different things. Now, my wife Joy and I, we do pre-marriage counseling. And the number one thing we talk about with people every single time is communication. Communication. Because what you say might not be what they heard. You know, sometimes it's like, uh, well, you know, we, you can do like practice things and stuff. Like that. It's like, okay, I wish you would pick up your socks. Okay, what I heard you say is that you think I'm a big fat slob and you hate me. Uh, that is not what I said. <laughs> it is pretty easy for miscommunication. All the, all, the, all the couples are like looking at each other. It's like, yeah, that's right. No, that's not what I said. But if we already have a lens, you're going to hear things that aren't being said. You're going to misinterpret uh, what's being said. And if we want to hear God, we need to listen through the proper channels, the proper lenses. I think it's like Jesse said in the video, it takes a level of submission uh, to do that. And so this book should challenge us. Oh, your thinking, your beliefs, your attitudes, it sh because it's different from you. You are learning to become like God through this. And if you're like, mm, that doesn't ring with what I think. <laughs> if you make it all about you, how on earth is God ever going to challenge you to grow in that way? There's no way that... Uh, fine. Sorry, guys. Hello. What's that? Oh, everything is about you? No, 2021, you're wrong. No, you think everything's about you. Everyone has their own truth. Life is all about themselves. Ah, okay, cool. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but... Uh, okay, so anyways... <laughs> whoops. Um, look, if we want to hear God through the Bible, we must continually attempt to drop our agendas and allow it to, to, to speak on its own terms. We've got to. Hebrews 4, 12 says this. The word of God, you see, is alive and moving, sharper than a double-edged sword, piercing the divide between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, able to judge the thoughts and will of the heart. Oh, this is good. That's what it's for. Now, another point is the Bible is meant to be interpreted. And I will clarify. 
because it doesn't mean decide for yourself what it means. We have thousands of years of history and revelation through the historical church to help us understand what it means. You might not know off the start, but there is ways to learn and interpret this properly. Properly. We want to understand and recognize the cultural aspects of the Bible. And we need to take that into account. That the Bible wasn't written to you, but it was written for you. And so that is an important thing. That Oh, it's a different number this time. Sorry, I don't know this number. Hello, who's this? Am I, what? Am I interested in a more progressive version of Christianity? What do you mean? Oh, I see, you're a movement seeking to reinterpret, make it say whatever you want, take out the stuff you don't like. Oh, oh, and you're offering a special today if I join? Uh, no, thanks, I'm good. I'm good, sorry, I was a telemarketer. Uh, anyways, question for you, who here Online, you can comment in, in the room. Who's ever received a wedding invitation? Have you ever received a wedding invitation? Have you ever gone to a wedding? Okay, you've probably received a wedding invitation. When you read the who, when, the where of it, you don't read it for your meaning of the invitation. You read for what the bride and groom meant by what they said. You don't ask yourself, you don't like look at it and you're like, what does this invitation mean to me? <laughs> hmm. No, you ask, where should I be? When? What do I need to do? You understand that there are actual like cultural rules surrounding invitations and respond accordingly, right? You don't show up at 5 p.m. on that day because you decided 1 p.m. that was listed on the card is too oppressive to people who have to take off work. Uh, that doesn't work for me. No, and if you don't understand something, like if you, I don't know, am I allowed to bring my significant other? What do you do if you don't know? You ask someone. Can you clarify for me? What, what, am I allowed to bring someone? Am I allowed this? Whatever. We find out. We can do the same. We can ask mature Christ followers, and we can ask the Holy Spirit. We can interpret this right. And the thing is, if you isolate your faith journey, and it's tough in this season, I admit it, but, you know, if you isolate your faith journey, you will not thrive. We need others to help see and understand the big picture of Scripture. It's so important. And, you know, online, thank you to you for tuning in. Don't just watch and take off. Get involved in, like, the online location. Uh, there's ways to still stay connected and grow together in this season. And, uh, you know, I'll also say that not everything you hear on this stage is accurate. Our pastors, especially me, humbly admit we haven't always properly understood what this book says. But we're on a journey together, and we've grown because we continue to hunt for truth, the accurate interpretation that lines up with historical church teaching, okay? We're trying to better understand what has already been revealed, not trying to come up with what we want it to mean in this day and age, because that's not how things are supposed to be. No, no. I already told you I'm not interested in new ways of interpreting scripture. No, I, you know what? I'm going to dig into what's already been revealed well, actually, no, you're not more spiritually enlightened uh, than the people that first wrote this stuff and came up with it. No, you think you know more, but you actually don't. Thank you. Talk later. Bye. Okay. Ugh. So rude. If you're struggling, if you're struggling with something in the Bible, don't let it fester in your head. Or just find like-minded people that you will agree with or tell you to embrace what feels right for you. I actually want to challenge, talk to someone you trust who has a healthy relationship with Jesus. I'm not saying they have all the answers, but let's start there. 
Let them challenge your thoughts, unpack your doubts together. It is good to have doubts, acknowledge them, and then try to work through them, not try to find others that will verify and validify your doubts, but rather to say, I, this is a doubt, I want clarity on this. And you can find answers. You can find answers right in the Bible. It is always, no, actually, sorry, no, no, we're not going to talk this time. You do not need to lead on your, lean on your own understanding of Scripture. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. God wants to reveal himself to you. He empowers you with the Holy Spirit. Do you want to hear what he has to say? So here's some practicals. Let's get into this quick in the last few minutes. If you're hungry to hear God, start with a practical question. This is a practical question I ask people. When was the last time you read your Bible? Now, that might sound like a churchy, typical question. No, that's really important. If you don't feel like you're hearing God, if you feel like you're starving, when's the last time you got some daily bread in you? We need, you, you can't thrive in a relationship with Jesus without letting him speak to you through his number one way of doing it, which is the Bible. So start by reading the word. Get a Bible. Do the YouVersion Bible app. Get a physical Bible. Uh, you know, it's so important that we do that. Matthew 4, 4 tells us, Matthew 4, 4 tells us, man does not live on bread alone. Rather, he lives on every word that comes from the mouth of the eternal one. So if you feel like you're starving, maybe you just need some daily bread. You know, this week I just gave a Bible to one of the kids that's been coming out to church. Um, and, I, you know, he's, he's learning about God. It's all new to him. And I was like, I don't want just every once a week Sunday to be when you get to hear God's voice. Because we are very intentional over in Voltage and stuff like that to like help kids learn to hear God's voice. I was like, you need a Bible so you can learn to hear God's voice on your own, growing together with others, but you can do this any time. We need this consistent, intentional time in his word. I don't know what you do. Maybe parents, I'm not sure what you do. For us, we started doing this again during COVID. Thank you, COVID. You helped us grow in many ways. Uh, every, week, every weekday morning with my kids, all, you know, I wake them all up at 7. We get their lunches ready. Then I wake up my wife, and then we all come out to the bonus room, and we read our Bibles. Everybody does their own thing, and then we each share just something we got out of it. Sometimes there's something powerful. Sometimes it's like, I'm reading Leviticus, and I don't understand what this has to do with that. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine, but there's still an intentionality. It doesn't have to be profound. We are creating opportunity to receive guidance in decisions, clarity about purpose, alertness for danger, comfort for our worries, and fuel to help us bring change. Second way is to meditate on the word, is to actively listen for his voice as you read, to ask God, how can you use this to change me? What are you trying to tell me, God? We take some time in it. It's better to understand even a little bit well than to just power through and not get anything. Psalm 119, 130 says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I'm a simple person. I could use some understanding. The unfolding of your words, it's a process. So give it time. Chew on that daily bread. Chew it. Don't just like, daily bread, and like, like, choke. Take time, enjoy it, ingest it. It's good. Hebrews 2.1 says, We must pay the most careful attention, therefore, to what we've heard, so that we do not drift away. Now, again, talking to everyone but parents, you probably get this. Uh, there's a distinct difference between my kids hearing me and my kids listening to me. <laughs> 
When you hear, you're simply acknowledging someone is talking. <laughs> when you listen, listening is an active word. It implies that you are taking in the words, you are processing, and you are acting on them, which is the third point, put the word into action. Put the word of God into action. So good. In James 1, put the word into action. If you think hearing is what matters most, you are going to find you have been deceived. If some fail to do what God requires, it's as if they forget the word as soon as they hear it. Come on, the Bible just like gets right to us. One minute they look in the mirror, and the next they forget who they are and what they look like. However, it is possible. Oh, this is good. It is possible to open your eyes and take in the beautiful, perfect truth found in God's law of liberty and live by it. If you pursue that path and actually do what God has commanded, then you will avoid, this is so good, you will avoid the many distractions that lead to an amnesia of all true things, and you will be blessed. Come on, we live in a world right now, it's just like, how did you forget that this is, like, how? Just an amnesia of all true things. We can avoid it. It can be avoided. We can move past this. And when you look at those, those verses, what is God saying to you? You know, what is God saying to you in those verses? Any of the verses today, you know, you can be following along in the app right now. Maybe you're doing that. You can look at the verse right there. What is God saying to you, revealing to you through those scriptures? Imagine a church that opens its eyes, that absorbs the truth found in God's word, does what God says, that is a church that will be blessed. And blessed doesn't mean easy, it just means favored and empowered to do what we're supposed to do. Luke eleven twenty eight tells us this, Jesus said this, how blessed are those who hear God's voice, I wanna hear God's voice, and make God's message their way of life. What are you gonna do when God speaks to you? Speak to me, speak to me, speak to me. He speaks to you. You're like, cool, speak more. I just want to hear you. No, he's like, what are you going to do with what I say? Maybe, I don't know. This is popping my head, but maybe you don't feel like God is saying anything new to you in this season because you haven't done anything with what he's already told you. That might be too hard for me too, but why would he keep talking and telling you things if you're doing nothing with what he's giving you? Start with the simple things that he is telling you and say, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll act on that. I'll work on that, God. And he'll say, great, now let me tell you something else. Let's keep this going. Oh, thank you, God. There is a part of surrender, allowing God's work to speak to you. And Jesse said it in the video. There's been a process of ripping up the script that I wrote for my life and going towards God's plan and purpose for my life. So if you want to hear God, get into his word. Get into his word. It's not always easy. You won't always get it right. Sometimes you'll straight up ignore the things you know he's telling you, but just keep going. Because when, when I hold this book as a measure, as a lens, when I interpret it properly, when I read and I meditate and I act on it, my eyes will be open. I will take in the truth. I will avoid distractions. I will hear God and I will be blessed. Can we stand up today as we wrap up? Going back to that first verse I shared, all scripture is God-breathed. In its inspired voice, we hear useful teaching, rebuke. Ooh, that's not fun, but we need it. Correction, instruction, and training 
For what? For a life that is right, so that God's people, that's you, may be up to the task ahead and have all they need to accomplish every good work. I am absorbing this book for all it's worth. Allow it to help me be with Jesus, become like Jesus, carry on the mission of Jesus to my world. I need this. We need this. And I don't need anyone else reminding me or telling me it's not accurate and it's not what it's... Nah, nah, I'm not listening to that. I'm starting here. I believe, I believe, I believe. And if you're going to hear God, you need to know the God of the scripture. And today I want to invite us as we, as we take a moment and wrap this up that you can't do that until you open yourself up to the truth of Jesus. John 1.1 1, 1 said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. We need Jesus. The Bible is the gospel. It is good news. It's the truth that sets you free. And that good news is Jesus. And if you're here today and you're like, I want that. I want, I want to hear God's voice. I want direction in my life. I don't know what's going on. I might be at the lowest place or I'm in a good place, but I still just need clarity. We need Jesus. And I just want to invite us with every eye closed, head bowed. I want to, I want to pray a prayer inviting us to do exactly that, to submit ourselves to God and do something bigger. And I want to invite us to just pray together. If, and, you know, we, we all pray together. And so if that's you today, I just want to invite you to pray with us and just repeat after me and just say, God, I believe that you are the author and the finisher of my faith. I want to believe in your word and the truth within it. Help me discover who you really are and who I really am. As I learn to hear your voice, I am a sinner and I can only be saved by your grace. Thank you for dying for me, for overcoming sin and death, and thank you for coming back to life to give me new life. I place my life in your hands and I receive forgiveness and a fresh start. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope today's message encouraged you. If you want to take your next step in saying yes to Jesus, you can always contact us at cty.lc slash next step or fill out the next step section on the City Life app. It's an honor to play a small part in what God is doing in your life. We look forward to connecting with you soon.